0: Hey, all you beach brigadiers and sand soldiers. Hey. It's another episode of How's Your Summer Going. I'm Marty. And I'm Jonathan. And this is the show that only appears a few months out of the year, but it's here to make sure you're making the most out of this hottest time in the Northern Hemisphere. Heck yes. Jonathan, the question's already on the table, man. How is your summer going? No, man, it is
1: going great. You know me, I'm not one to go traveling, but uh, next couple of weeks I'm going to be going away for the week. Yes,
0: finally. Uh, and
1: uh, it's it's a tough thing because, you know, hosting trivia two nights out of the week that I'm going, it's going to be rough. Um, but I, I do appreciate that the summer brings out a lot of fun things and mm-hmm. fun activities. And we're going to get to take part in a lot of them together, which is exciting. Yeah. Uh, but I'm also, also going back to work uh, sporadically because what? I'm tired of just being at home.
0: Oh, Jonathan. Yeah. Part of the beauty of being a teacher in the summer is that you're not required to go there.
1: No, I'm not required at all. And also, I don't get paid to go in.
0: Oh, even even worse, my man. But I appreciate
1: the clear space that I'm allowed to just have a thought and not feel sort of mushroomed up in my house.
0: I got you. Like, it's quiet yeah. there and empty. Do you ever run through the halls? Yes. Do you uh, scream at the top of your lungs? Mm -hmm.
1: And I also get find uh, carts and then I throw myself into them after I sort of bobsled team it down Mm -hmm. a hallway. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of things I try to do. There was one time during the summer last year where it started to rain and we were pretty much flooded into the school. Mm, Nice. And a lot of teachers went beforehand. Some teachers ventured out during it was a little shady, but uh, there were about five of us left, and we attempted to do a flashlight hide and go seek within the building. Ooh, so that was kind of fun. Lose anybody? Uh, we lost a few good ones. Oh,
0: man, it's always sad. <laughs> it's when always that happens.
1: sad. But uh, how's your like summer going?
0: Uh, it's going well. Uh, it's way too hot. I gotta <laughs> say. <laughs> Yes, um, can, I, can, I just, can I share a little anecdote yes. uh, from yesterday? I was having a discussion. So it's been in the the high mid 90s mm-hmm. here in Baltimore with humidity in the high mid 90s yes. or in the triple digits. I don't know how humidity works. I will say it feels like swimming in a soup while someone tries to smother you with a wet pillow. Mm. Uh, and in, in discussing this situation, uh, a group of us last night were all sort of in the same boat except for one person whose name i don't want to say here uh for for fear of retribution either for him or for me uh he said this is my favorite weather he said and you're you're just shaking shaking my head your head uh yeah he's he said like this the soupy humidity nope makes him feel cooler nope and uh Oh, man, I like I'm still processing it. It, Yeah, I just made I can't deal. It just made me wonder, you know, because like looking at how he dresses, it is always like shorts and and bare feet or Mm -hmm. flops and uh, T-shirts. Maybe there's something to that. Like if you're just always on the edge of being underdressed to avoid exposure Maybe this is this is what you want. You want the outside environment to match the internal system of your body as closely true, yeah. as possible. Um but it's just maddening. Yeah, oh, yeah. I went on a, a bike ride this morning and uh I f- I felt like I should change my clothes. I didn't. I'm too lazy. Yeah. Uh but I'm I'm kind of stewing over here.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you have the cartoon like green wavy lines mm-hmm. coming up from you. It's really good.
0: Yeah. That uh that one big teardrop shaped Mm-hmm. Beat of sweat here mm-hmm. it goes there yeah, it is. There it goes down the face uh but other than that love and summer good. it's good times uh and i'm loving our guest today
1: i am too yeah because it's mixing my favorite part of the world with also another part of my, the favorite part of the world so mm. i'm excited Would you
0: say it's some of your two favorite things
1: if i had to list two things that i really enjoyed these would be two of them
0: all right good well uh without any further ado we'll be right back
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Jessica Hankin. I'm Laura Wexler, and we're the hosts of the Stoop Storytelling Series podcast. We are a podcast in which you can hear true personal stories that are... Sad. Happy. Funny. Itchy. There's no itchy stories. Why did you say sad twice? Because we gravitate towards sadness. That's not true. It's very fun. You can download us on... StoopStorytelling.com or iTunes, and you can also find us at the Peak Sloth Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.
0: All right, everybody. Hey to all you summer sailors out there. All you bathing suit berserkers. Welcome back. You're listening to How's Your Summer Going? And we are just stoked to be joined in the studio today by none other. You know him. You've read his stuff. Mm -hmm. You love him. Professor H.Y. Paperstacks himself. Professor,
1: how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. How are you? I mean, we're we're great. I've never been more thrilled. I do know that you were the first professor of an Ivy League school to actually get a YouTube channel. Yes. Um, And that's that's exciting to have somebody almost as as famous as uh, PewDiePie uh, Markiplier just here Mm -hmm. um, to talk to us about some of the the wonderful things that I think about in the summertime and also a little bit in the wintertime, which is everyone knows is my favorite. And this podcast just helps me get through these first three months.
0: Yeah. And uh, you actually have a recently viral video. I mean, not, not to say that any of your videos are not viral. Uh, you, you have millions of followers, so you mm-hmm. always get millions of views. But I want to say this has blown up more than most. And that is your recent piece on the snowball or the snow cone nope. or the water no, no, no. ice no, no, or the shave ice. Well, this is the no, controversy no. and I want to, I want to yeah. jump right in.
1: We need to, we need to be really clear. Yeah. Uh, professor Paperstacks is talking about snowballs.
2: Well, why don't we let him talk? Okay. Okay. So as you, you know, it is snowballs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Everybody has different names, but the proper name is in fact snowball. Mm. And, uh, People don't understand that snowballs are, are very complicated. You know, it's not just ice and flavor. Mm-hmm. It's shaved ice, yep. chopped ice mm-hmm. and flavor. So people get it wrong all the time. Yeah. You know, you don't get the right formula going. And it's, that's just a disaster. You know?
0: Now, I'm, I'm from a little further south than here in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And, and I grew up with the snow cone Mm-hmm. Uh, even to the extent that I had the Snoopy snow cone maker uh, that was suitable for children yeah. to make their own flavored mm-hmm. flavored ices. I'm aware, uh, and I have to say, these on the surface don't seem like different products.
1: I mean, I sorry to inter- you just, but I, I I do think Professor Papersacks will agree with me. Snowballs come in wonderful non biodegradable styrofoam cups. Indeed. And snow cones come in those just paper cones, so you're not even getting a bang for your buck, if you will.
0: I'm sorry, I may, maybe I should have been more clear. These these are the S N O C O N E T M snow cone. So while per- perhaps a paper cone is implied or comes to mind, mm-hmm. uh, they they can be served in any container. Uh, yeah, so you could you could technically use a snow cone machine to fill a styrofoam cup and and yes, but down point, like, south
1: what were they using
0: i mean i just have to say like i i feel very uneasy diving into that territory i'm i'm clearly like i don't have the research background that you do professor paperstacks yes um so if you don't mind could could you shed some light on like this wide weird world of of flavored ice and why the snowball is so important
2: uh so the, the snowball is important because in these hot summer months, you mm-hmm. need something cool and refreshing, you know? And sometimes water just doesn't do it. Mhm. Gatorade just doesn't do it. But you know what does it? A snowball does a it. Snowball. A snowball. And uh when I was a young lad, you know, out there in these hot summer months, just dying. Yeah. You know, water wasn't hydrating me properly. I came across the thing that would change my life forever. Mhm. A uh, custard flavored snowball.
1: Would you say that that is the the traditional route? Is the egg custard?
2: Yeah, by far traditional. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh,
1: if you're feeling zesty or wild, you throw some marshmallow on oh, top yes. of it. Oh my! Mm-hmm. I, see that that was my favorite part of the book is uh, your your chapter on layers. Mm-hmm. Um, me growing up, it's always been uh, cherry at the bottom, a little bit of marshmallow in, the, in sort of the center uh then on top you have coke so you have a cherry coke with marshmallow and then you put marshmallow on top and i people always look at me like marty as you can see is looking at me a little bit strange on that that but that chapter just validated a majority of my life cuz you talk about layers could you just go on how important layers are when it comes to snowballs
2: layers layers is, is probably the most important thing mm. about snowballs mm. okay yes. cuz when you when you're digging that spoon in you want to get flavor every time, mm-hmm. and you know you don't want to just tap out at the top layer, and then there's nothing else after that, yeah, now you just got flavored juice pretty much, but no you need those extra ingredients to get in there
0: interesting now, some in the YouTube comments have been saying that Ritas with the custard at the bottom of their flavored ice mm-hmm. is is a good enough approximation of the snowball. Uh, and having, having tried both, Mm -hmm. um, I, I feel like I'm on the fence. Like I'm, I'm not really qualified to say one way or the other. Uh, what do you have to say to these detractors?
2: Okay. So, uh, first off me and the owner of Rita's go way back, Okay, Mm. you know, and uh, we actually studied together in undergrad. Oh, wow. Yep.
0: So a long professional career then
2: long professional career. And, uh, while I was coming up with my idea for snowball, I tried to get Rita involved Mm -hmm. and rita act like you know she didn't want to get involved oh wow and uh but the whole time she was taking notes right coming up with her own formula based off of my work oh my goodness my research so that's what i i'm sorry i just had to give you that backstory no that's important so that being said um rita's is a joke Mm -hmm. okay okay rita's is a joke they uh they stole my stuff Mm. and um that's how i feel about that and custard what custard no it's marshmallow not yeah, custard
1: yeah you know yeah i appreciate how diplomatic he said it but my response is just gonna be fuck rita's yeah especially around this time of the Sorry, year part,
0: pardon our language we should have warned you we get pretty vulgar on the show okay now nah, um you know it's not a problem it's not a problem let it all fly
1: out yeah i just no I, it's right there's a difference between custard and and marshmallow well yeah uh and there's just it's just two different textural layers and i just I'm, no i'm i'm sorry you had to go through that and then people just took your your idea what so you were working on a new f- like flavor combination for uh, a snowball mm-hmm. what you you touch on it on, in your book but you don't actually really get into it what were you working on
2: so um <clears throat> before marshmallow became popular you know I was actually the one layering with marshmallows. Okay. Mm. I, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And behind my back was Rita mm. also like, well, you know what? If he's going to go marshmallow, I'm going to try to go outside the box with custard. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Yep. I know.
0: And I, I could see how it would happen. You know, it's it's a classic story of one inventor taking shortcuts, cribbing off of someone else's work. You've got marshmallow in a cold setting. It, it probably didn't make sense initially. So what else is cold and kind of looks like white, creamy stuff? Custard, you know? It's uh, it's lazy thinking. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, well, yeah, all you folks in the comments uh, backing up Rita's, um, you should check yourself. You've got a lot of internal looking to do.
1: Now, we were excited mm-hmm. to have you on here because of your new book that's coming up, Cockadoodle Dip, mm-hmm. um, and it's about your adventures... You know, going into chicken wings. Yep. Uh, Can you just give us a little bit of a, a idea of what this new book is going to be about?
2: Okay, so it's um, it's about you know, crafting the the perfect chicken wing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because chicken wings are delicious. Mm-hmm. God, yes. But when they aren't done properly, they're disastrous. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And you don't want disastrous wings. If you have a party and you have disastrous wings, well, guess what? Your party is a disaster. You don't party. People are going to talk about you. So um, it's all about, you know, crafting the perfect wing. Mm. You know, I, I break it down into the little, I like to call them dippable pieces. Mm-hmm. You know, the little drummy part of the yeah. wing. And then also the the part that you break, you know. Right. It's, it's a complex science. But, you know, hopefully after everybody reads this book, they'll be able to understand and uh, have better wings.
0: I'm I'm very excited about this. I've been trying to dig into some of the academic work that you've published about mm-hmm. this. And um, although I, I pride myself on, you know, being uh, having somewhat of an academic background, right. um, it's it's an extremely complex topic, topic. It is. And, and I've been finding myself getting lost in the research. So is is your book going to be focused a little more for the average consumer or the average home cook?
2: Um, I'm trying to cater to both. You know, I don't want to okay. leave anybody out. Mm. I want everybody to to feel like they could take away from this book mm-hmm. so
1: yeah what is what is the perfect plate so you start like if you had to create like if we're supposed to order mm-hmm. um what is the perfect plate what what is on that plate
2: on that plate um just a whole bunch of delicious wings, you know people try to jazz it up with celery, yeah, sometimes carrots. Mm.
1: No, no, no. Just all
2: you need is wings.
1: That's all you need. What kind of sauce are we putting on there? See, I, I'm more of a dry wing kind mm-hmm. of guy, so I like the Old Bay. Okay. But what it, what is the, like, this party has been has been started because of what's on this plate?
2: Okay, so because there's a lot of people out there with different tastes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we have our Old Bay. Mm-hmm. We have our, our Louisiana Dry Rub. hmm We have our Asian Zing. Mm-hmm barbecue okay. buffalo mm. and then sometimes for those who aren't that adventurous just straight plain wings that will fry it just right mm. mm-hmm.
1: how long does it what, how, what does that look like the like how long do you leave them in the fryer
2: maybe about you know anywhere between 11 minutes and 11 minutes and one second
1: okay so you you got it you got a window that's yeah. important
2: mm-hmm. big window
1: big window mm-hmm. uh Now, one of the big things in this book is about dipping. Yes. Um, I I feel like the world is split in between two types of people, the blue cheese and the ranch. Yeah. Um, You throw a third one. You throw a curveball. Could you talk about that? Yeah. So uh, one day I was just sitting at home
2: being awesome, and uh, I was looking for for something new to try. And then I came across uh, Thousand Island, yeah, and I said, "Ooh, well, let's give this, let's give this a look, let's yeah. give this a try," and I did, and I haven't looked back since.
0: See, it's I pre- just amazing. You never know what's in the back of the fridge, you know. It's it's so, a, so a treasure mine. We mm-hmm. got a we
1: got an early copy of this book, and so I read that, and I was like, "Oh, all right." So I went to Buffalo Wild Wings, mm. and I they said blue cheese or ranch, and I said Thousand Island dressing, mm-hmm. um, and the the waitress looked at me and then walked away. Uh, and she she came back with ranch. They don't have Thousand Island. But she didn't not, you know, she didn't question it. So, like, that's a that's a good start. We're starting. That's a good start.
0: hmm I mean, you didn't get what you asked for. I would say that's probably it's worth writing up.
1: Well,
2: yeah, I
0: mean, but.
1: I
2: probably wouldn't have tipped that well. Yeah.
1: But. She was she was nice. It, it wasn't her fault that the restaurant doesn't serve Thousand Island dressing.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, now, professor, I, uh, I know that leading up to the release of the book, which I, I think is coming out, uh, by the end of this summer, is that right? Yes. Okay. So that, that means it's, it's all buttoned up and, and the review copies have gone out. Edits have come back. Um, where all are you planning to do your book tour?
2: Well, we got a big tour lined up. Mm. Big tour. We're going all over, mm. starting in, uh, Baltimore County. Okay. Very nice. And we're going to make our way all the way across the U.S. of A. to Baltimore City. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Kind of hitting the whole thing. Do whole, you whole do you family. have uh, like a spiral sort of route plan to hit all the outlying regions? Or are you, you just going from one spot, straight shot, all the way downtown?
2: We, we're straight shotting it. That's what we're doing. We're straight shotting it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Taking that uh, that subway line mm-hmm. straight on down. All right. Mm-hmm.
0: very good well i know i'm looking forward to that um uh because this is a m- most most book events book signings tend to be in bookstores uh but because of the nature uh of your wing book uh will there be food at these
2: events yes there will
1: oh my gosh there I, will. i've also heard from a little birdie that there may be a, a competition of some sort who told you that information i'm I, You got in good with his publicist, didn't you? So I heard that there might be an eating competition as well as uh, a spiciness competition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can bring your own spice to then uh, possibly get a chance to uh, be added to a new flavor. I heard Baskin Robbins Mm -hmm. is also uh, helping sponsor this by creating a 31 flavor uh, of uh, chicken wings they are that's really nice of them they are and guess
2: what for those who have the hot flavors and they need something cool and refreshing there will be snowballs whoa
0: nice yes something to look forward to well folks uh be on the lookout for that um unfortunately that's all the time we have for the interview because it is time for everyone's favorite game fireball 500 boom boom fireball Uh, Now, long-time listeners will all know the the whys and the hows of Fireball 500, but to give a a sort of concise explanation, uh, in the 60s, there was a series of genres based on Beach Party. Mm -hmm. Most of them starring Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello, some of them even Fabian. No last name. Fireball 500 was a a mashup of these Beach Party movies with the uh, stock car racing scene that was uh, really big. In the movies at the if time. If you
1: wanted to piss off your parents, yeah. this was the movie you went and saw.
0: Yeah, because it had two things that they hated. Yep. Hangout beach culture and reckless driving. Yeah. Uh, what we like to do for our Fireball 500 is to take some of our favorite things of summer, mm-hmm. mash them up, and just talk about what's going to happen. Uh, we asked you, uh, for this guest in particular, to tell us on uh, on our Facebook page, tell us on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, where we have to ask in both of those places. What are your favorite summer Or winter things. Uh, Name two of them. And we'll mash them up. And see what our guest thinks about them. Uh, Jonathan do you have the first one? I do.
1: Uh, So I'm really excited about this one. Uh, This is coming uh, to us from Annie K. uh, At Annie K 42. And she said. First dates are always a fun thing to talk about. And specifically thinking of first dates. In the summertime And in the winter time. And then thinking of one to mash up together. So uh, she brought up. Putt-putting for the summer and then ice skating in the winter. Um, so a mashup of putt-putt and ice skating. Hmm. A mashup of putt-putt and ice
2: skating. This
0: is going to sound weird, but this sounds like hockey to me, like the game of hockey. If I was going to, to pitch it to someone mm-hmm. who had never played ice sports, I would say it's like ice skating, but then you're, you're going to play putt-putt where the ball usually stays on the ground,
1: right? But that's—I think—that's the difference. Is like putt putt uses a ball, and hockey uses a puck.
0: I think conceptually the person would get it, but um, yeah, I don't—I don't know, uh, Professor. What do
2: you—what do you think about this? You know, I actually like hockey. I—I I, I like that. Mm-hmm. That okay. was good on your part. That was really good because oh, um, gosh, it's combining the elements of skating, right, with some elements of putt putt because you have to swing. That's true, you know, and uh, when you swing, you'll hit the puck. Now, granted, there's no hole in the ice unless you just have a shitty ice rink. That's true, but um, there is a net at least, true. and that's what you're aiming for.
1: I just can't think of a more dangerous event for a first date than hockey. Like even even going to just take your, I mean, one that's an expensive first date. If you're going, I'm just thinking about the Capitals. So, like, if you're taking Mm -hmm. someone to go see the Capitals on your first date, one, you're putting a lot of effort into something that you don't know if it's going to get, you know, get anything back from. Right. But, like, those are, like, $70 seats, and those are nosebleeds. Or
2: you can go to a Little League hockey game, Mm -hmm. you know. Hopefully you know one of the kids out there. If not, that's real sketchy. Real sketch. But, um, But, yeah, you could do
1: that. All right, I, I, can, I can accept the peewee hockey. Nice.
0: All right, well, we've got our next one from SurfDude, that's SRFD00D, uh, who says their favorite summertime activity is applying sunscreen and winter drinking hot apple cider. Hmm.
2: Hmm. Sunscreen and hot apple cider.
1: I mean... the apple cider scented sunscreen seems good. I mean, it shouldn't just be during the summer that you're applying sunscreen. Uh,
0: You know, that's true. Um, It's not advice that I personally believe in or follow. Longtime listeners will know that uh, I'm I'm no longer ready to die on this hill. I understand if Mm. people want to prevent uh, face and neck cancer in their lives, but um, I like to feel like if it's not hot out, I'm not going to get sunburned.
1: Yeah, that's not how that works.
0: I just feel like that's true for me.
1: No, but like that's I don't have a PhD like our guest does, but I can honestly tell you it could be 5 degrees out there and if you're still standing that, out that's like slung.
0: cold burn. That's like a wind burn.
1: No, that's because there's wind. Yeah,
0: and it's cold. You like come back in and from the cold and you're you're red. It's it's cuz of cold. Blood comes to your face.
1: Anyway, you've got sunscreen the one there. Uh apple cider got
2: and that sounds like, you know, just going to the spa and just asking for a rub down. Mm. See, that's fun.
1: Yeah. That's a nice activity. Yeah. Uh all right, uh this is coming to us from Sports Fanatic 43 and they just say summer olympics, winter olympics. Okay. That's it
0: feels mm. a little lazy. We probably should have screened. Okay, but it. how about this? Better.
1: How about we take like just let's think in our heads. Mm-hmm. Just two events each that you would like to see combined from the winter mm-hmm. and summer Olympics, and let's just put them together. So let's just take a moment. I have my two, and I'm going to say them right now. Okay, uh, baseball, lugeing.
0: Hmm.
1: Oh, are we just going around? Well, I mean, we, we can oh talk God. about. It. I, mean, okay. You, okay. I mean, I mean, I can t- like I just like the idea of you are on an ice. Yeah. diamond in in baseball and you when you hit the ball you then have to luge down Ooh. to get to first base second base third base and then home mm-hmm. that's fancy and it combines uh that's a team sport and i think it'd be real fun those yes. would be that that'd be my that would be my some some olympics okay
2: oh
0: uh i well i can go yeah um i would like to combine the winter biathlon With the summer triathlon, I'm sure pentathlon is already an event in some way, but uh, the summer running, swimming, biking, I think would be extremely well accentuated with some skiing and some shooting, Hmm. Uh, especially if these are all going on in sort of a crisscrossed course situation, Uh, because I I imagine it's going to be difficult to to run both of those activities, uh, being outdoors and needing lots of open space. That's true. But mm-hmm. it seems exciting to me.
2: Okay. Do I? Do yeah. I, do reckon, I yeah, exam? Professor, please. Okay, so winter, I would take curling. Nice. Mm-hmm. Because it's fun to watch those guys out there with the brooms. Mm-hmm. They just sweep so fast. They, they sweep so fast. And um, I'm going to go with, for the summer, archery. Oh.
0: Both about extreme aiming, mm-hmm. but at completely different timescales.
1: Indeed. I love it. Mm-hmm. that'd be a fun little fun little game maybe like as you're going down with the stone your opponents are shooting arrows up in the air to drop to block the stone from getting to the center Ooh, and you gotta like yeah go you to go around them that's an event
0: what a challenge
1: that's an event that is an event all
0: right well folks thanks so much for writing in with your suggestions we'd love to hear more uh let us know what are your two favorite summer activities uh or we can keep this train going. What's your favorite summer and your favorite winter activities? And uh we'd like to mash them up and find out yeah. what, what's that gonna be like. Uh Professor Paperstacks, thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure's all mine.
0: I just I'm I if it is possible, and I do not usually think it is, I have gotten more excited about summer.
1: Great. I, I do have one more question. Please. Um What's the perfect snowball? Perfect snowball. Um
2: we're gonna go. Egg custard again. Okay, wanna drop some marshmallow at the bottom. Okay, just for like a hint of surprise when you get down there. Okay, sort of like fries at the bottom of the bag. Yeah. You get excited.
1: Yeah,
2: you know, a little bit of egg custard snowball on top again. A little more marshmallow, okay. right? Some more egg custard oh, on top. Uh, the layers, and then a little, little marshmallow in a circle. Okay, with cherry eyes. Whoa, Woo-hoo. we're talking has got a little ooh, face ooh. and like a Swedish fish mouth.
0: There it is.
1: There it is, guys.
0: Well, folks, you've all you've heard it. These are your marching orders. Get out there. Get this snowball. Uh, thank you once again, Professor HY Paperstacks. Thank we'll, you. We'll be right back.
1: Boy, it is sure out hot out here, and I just can't get a a second of just coolness, and I could really use some help. But thanks to Calvin's all cranked out fan, I have the ability to stay cool wherever I am without the worries of batteries and electricity. After you spend about 30 minutes cranking that fan, you get about 5 minutes of pure coldness coming forth from what you just did. You might get a little hot cranking it, but you definitely will feel better once it's going. Calvin's all cranked out fan. Phew! I'm feeling good. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Yeah, I just want to say we forgot to mention the Snowball book uh, Mm. that the professor wrote, and it's Snow All About It. Yep. Um, So just just know that that's out there. You can find it on Amazon. You can get it on Mm -hmm. your Kindle. Um, But I'm excited about taking you to get a real Snowball. I know you want to go to Fells, and I know you want to go to Rita's, and I just want to smack you.
0: Now I, you know, I'm not that into Rita's. I I bring it up because I feel compelled to talk the controversy. Okay. Uh, I've I've had snowballs before. Okay. Yeah, I've had the egg custard. It's good. Um, confession time. Yeah. I've never had the marshmallow version because they never have vegan marshmallow. Oh yeah. And I don't want to sit there thinking about like horse and cow hooves while I'm enjoying a refreshing summer.
1: I mean, we could break. ask.
0: How about this? I know where to get some vegan marshmallow cream. Okay, I'm just going to bring my own. See, now
1: that's a that's a fun little tidbit to know because I know that they've made I know that they have mm. vegan marshmallows. I did not know they had vegan marshmallow cream. They do. Okay, yeah. that's important. You can find that
0: at uh, any Whole Foods. Okay. Uh, which, uh, additionally, if I understand right, uh, one of the the Whole Foods here in the Inner Harbor is actually one of the stops uh, on Doctor Paperstack's book tour. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be there. Yeah, if
1: you live up and down the 83 corridor, just be
0: ready. To head on out. Yeah. It's going to be good. Uh, Jonathan, what do we have coming next week?
1: Next week, we are talking about uh, something that we all hate during the summer, and that is chores. Mm. So we're going to have uh, a guy who's coming in. He kind of is trying to go up against John Deere wow yeah i don't want to say his name right now because i feel like he's still testing it out mm. but it's bob bear and i just feel like oh, okay you said his name oh well i just just want people to be ready
0: okay yeah well it should be a good one uh so look look for the the battle of the mowers uh coming up we're also next going
1: week. to have uh, a demonstration of the bug assault gun
0: oh my god yes yeah. I've been wanting to get one of these, but I'm afraid that I would do more damage to myself.
1: It's just crazy to think that there is a gun that is utilizing salt as weaponry.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? Humans are... We're We're fucked We're inventive. We will turn anything into a way to hurt or kill. And on that note, uh, folks, thanks so much for listening. We would not do this show without you. Uh, Please give us some feedback. We want to hear from you. Uh, You can find us online at Facebook or Twitter, where we have to ask there, uh, or straight up on our website at wehavetoask.com. And uh, we want to know, what are your summer activities? What are you doing? Uh, don't just tell us mashup things. I mean, we want those, but we also want to connect. Yep. Um, well, Jonathan, unless there's anything else. No,
1: let's, let's close it
0: out. All right. I think that's going to do it. Thanks so much for listening. This has been another episode of How's Your Summer Going? I'm Marty.
1: And I'm Jonathan. As always, summer, summer, summer time. See y'all next time. <coughs> This episode of How's Your Summer Going was brought to you by Calvin's On Cranked Out fans. We'd like to thank our producers, Amy, and Herbie Lopsos, and thanks to Skies and Chaos for the East West on New Day. Check them out on iTunes, and while you're there, check us out as well. If you're already a subscriber, give us a rating and a review. It really helps. Join the discussion online at WeHaveToAsk.com, on Facebook or Twitter at we Have to Ask. And don't forget to check out the other podcasts from the Peaksloft Network at PeaksLoss.com.